So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swart, and I'm here with just a straight-up badass. Her name is Megan Cobert. She is the founder of the Nutrition Addiction, the founder of the 30-Day Metabolism Makeover, and she is uh, – you probably also know her as the vodka-loving dietitian. Um, she's got an awesome brand uh, in the digital media space, and she's doing some incredible things in the Atlanta area. So, Megan, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm super excited. I know we've been trying to coordinate this back and forth for a little while now. So uh, it's awesome to finally get you on the show and to kind of pick your brain a little bit and kind of expose our audience to some of the stuff that you're doing. So um, let's get into it. So metabolism makeover. Uh, what's what's the deal behind that? How did it get started? What are some of because uh, if you go into your website, it, you have a pretty interesting story laid out <laughs> in terms of how this kind of came about. So if you don't mind getting into some of the details, like what's kind of the um, motivation behind what this uh, company is for you. Yeah. So really what happened was I started blogging, you know, probably six years ago uh, when I was in between jobs and I, my whole motivation behind starting was I wanted to show people that healthy eating didn't have to be that hard. Now this was, gosh, yeah, probably six or seven years ago at this point. This was when a lot of food blogs were coming out. They were really popular. And the main purpose behind these food blogs were having these beautiful pictures of food, these complicated recipes, you know, and it was really about the story behind the food. It wasn't so much around. Yeah. Yeah. Recipe. And I was looking, you know, and I would sit and read these blogs for hours. And I was like, mm -hmm. man, like, wouldn't it be so cool to actually be able to cook all this stuff? But I'm like, you know, who really has time for that? And I think it made, you know, a lot of my friends and family that I talked to, um, you know, it was intimidating. And they said, like, you know, healthy eating, it's just, it's so hard. It's, it's, you've got to buy a million ingredients. You've got to buy a million mm -hmm. expensive ingredients. I'm like, well, no, not really. I mean, it really doesn't have to be that hard. So that was my whole purpose was to create a blog where I'm making really easy recipes that aren't super fancy that you don't have to go to the farmer's market for. Yeah. That sort of, you know, developed into, then I started seeing one-on-one -on -one clients. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the clients that I was getting were weight loss clients. Yeah. And they, I started to notice a pattern between them that they had kind of been on a yo-yo dieting cycle for years. Um, they, these women weren't eating. It didn't seem like they were overeating. It didn't seem like, you know, I wasn't able to look at what they were doing and yeah. Um, say he's like okay well you just got to cut out soda you just got to you know quit eating junk food all the time like they were eating pretty healthy so i'm like what's going on and 
I realized that really it was their past with dieting and, you know, this yo-yo dieting cycle that they had been on, their metabolisms were just shot. So I knew from my background, um, I'm a registered dietitian. And so I had studied the human metabolism quite a bit. And I started to really, instead of focus on weight loss and like, okay, this is what you need to do to lose weight. I'm like, let's just kind of work with your metabolism first and like figure out what's going on here. Because clearly if you're eating 1400 calories a day and you're not losing weight, there's a problem. For sure. Um, You're working out, you know? So I started taking these women through certain, you know, steps to help them start to repair their metabolism. They started losing weight and eating more really, um, you know, helping them work out less, eat more food. And I know that kind of sounds kind of cliche, like, okay, yeah, eat less, (laughs) eat more food and lose weight. But you can, if you do Mm -hmm. it, it's a slow process. It's not like you can just start doing this tomorrow, but you can. And I, after I did this with several women, I said, okay, you know, more people need to know about this. I need to make this on a grander scale. So that's where the 30 day metabolism makeover came in. And I created a program that people, you know, hundreds of people can go through at once. Yeah. And I really just take them through the same steps that I did with those women in the beginning. So I, yes, I started out as a food blog and now <laughs> have this um, major program that we've had, I think like around 15 or 1600 people go through. Awesome. It's awesome. I mean, that's 15, 16, like impressive impacts that you've made, uh, 15, yeah. 1600 impressive impacts that you've made. I um, mean, and I really like how you kind of take a look at the metabolism instead of like the calories or um kind of like the problem areas that people associate with it's kind of like how we address stuff in the clinic like um people come in with like oh well, my shoulder hurts so i must be a strengthening issue well maybe but let's get into like why like let's let's i remember i used to be when i was a young clinician get really di- um focused in on what's the exact diagnosis with somebody um why like uh, it's got to be a torn labrum or it's got to be a rotator cuff strain or it's got to be whatever and um what I found out is if I started like trying to improve the deficits that people have or the deficiencies that people have, um, those problems typically go away. And it sounds like that's kind of in a different lens, kind of the same philosophy you kind of take in terms of, all right, you've got all these different steps that you're trying to take, but let's, let's get to the root cause of why these steps aren't working to begin with. Yeah. Which is it's awesome. Kind of like to me, it's, it's similar to, you know, functional medicine versus Western medicine. It's yeah. you know, not just slapping a diagnosis, not just slapping a, okay, eat less, exercise more. It's like, let's look at the root cause. Let's see yeah. what, what's going on beneath the surface, because that's not honestly nine times out of 10. That's what it is. Everybody's tried a weight loss diet. Everybody's tried For to sure. eat less, exercise more. If that yeah. worked, <laughs> we'd have a lot of skinny people out there. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I like, I see this all the time, like at the gym in particular, um, we're like, people are coming in with super restricted diets and then also trying to perform and, yeah. and, and you, you can't do that. It's, it's, it's just not feasible, uh, especially not for a long-term uh, solution by any means. What are some of the, and this may be a loaded question, but like from a metabolism standpoint, cause I think that's a really interesting take that, uh, maybe I'm just a neophyte in the area of uh, nutrition and, and, di- and dietetics, but it's just not something that like I see a lot of other people really trying to take a hard look at in terms of people's metabolism. What are some like low hanging fruit areas that you see consistently with people like, man, if more people just knew this, like my job would be way easier. Yeah. I think that a really good place to start is just educating yourself on 
what is protein? <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. What are good protein sources? Obviously, there's a lot of good animal protein sources, um, but plant sources like nuts, seeds, uh, lentils, beans, things like that. Mm -hmm protein getting protein at every single meal would be my number one so figuring yeah. out what protein is making sure that you just have it on your plate why is this because protein actually first of all it actually revs up your metabolism like eating protein actually huh. increases your metabolism when you're eating enough of it you know at least yeah. 20 25 grams at a meal and Protein also, of course, maintains lean muscle. So yeah. when you are trying to lose weight, it is really important to get enough protein. Yeah. It's also really satiating. So, That's you true. know, I, I understand some people are going to hear this and say like, well, you know, you don't need as much protein as people say. You <laughs> no, that's true. You don't. Yeah. But it is really filling. Mm -hmm. And you can't deny that. You know, there's studies that show getting at least 20 grams of protein at breakfast actually makes you eat less food throughout the day or prevents you from overeating, I guess is what I should say, because right. it just keeps you full. And so just that number one, the protein, making sure you're including fat at your meals. I do yeah. think we're getting much better at being comfortable with fat now than we were even just five years ago, but it still surprises me the women that come into my program now that say like, man, this is just like really hard for me to wrap my head around that I should be eating fat at every meal. So yeah. it is still in. Oh, for sure. Of, yeah. Especially women who yeah. think that fat makes them fat and it, it doesn't. It yeah. obviously overeating anything will cause you to gain weight, but fat, you know, keeps you full again. Yeah. It also really lowers the blood sugar response. So anytime you eat, really anytime you eat almost anything, mm -hmm. you, your, your blood sugar raises. Now that's not a bad thing necessarily, but you don't want it to spike. You don't want it shooting through the roof because, uh, you're going to flood your body with insulin, which is uh, a hormone that comes out and scoops up blood sugar and stores it. Now, of course that can be a good thing. We need to store, we need to store energy is like <laughs> yeah. in, to store right. in our liver and our muscles. But when we get too much, where is it going to go? It's going to go to our fat cells, right? So right. When you have these big blood sugar spikes and you have this flood of insulin in your body. You're, you're going to go into a fat storing mode for hours. So how do you prevent that real fat, fat and fiber, but fat is yeah. a really big one. So it's really just a matter of slowing down your digestion. Also, obviously amazing for your brain, for your hormones. It makes you happy. <laughs> um, yeah. you ever yeah. about fat and you're like, man, I, I want to eat more because I'm right. just not full enough. Yeah. It just doesn't and, taste quite as good either. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So yes, protein, fat, fiber is the last one that you really want to make sure you're including at every meal. Fiber is just really good for you. I mean, I could go yeah. on about fiber. It's, it moves through our system. We don't really digest it. It just sort of goes through our system. It picks up toxins along the way. Um, it's great. Prebiotic fiber is great for your gut health. Yeah. It goes through your system. You poop it out. It keeps you full. It yeah. also does what fat does, and it really lessens that blood sugar response. So it's going to raise you. It will, you know, like I said, when you eat, your blood sugar raises, but that's fine. You just want to keep it steady. You don't want it to spike. So right. including the protein, the healthy fat, and the fiber at your meals, you're going to keep blood sugar steady. And that really is the, that's the easiest way to boost your metabolism because you're going to, when your body, when your, when your blood sugar is steady, your body starts releasing a hormone called glucagon uh -huh. and glucagon is your fat burner. 
So it's kind of like the opposite of insulin. You know, when your blood sugar is spiking all the time, you're releasing insulin and you're in sort of a storage mode. So those are the two, I'm not going to get like super sciencey, but those are really the sure. two hormones that you want to pay attention to. Um, yeah. I'm simplifying it, of course, but of course, yeah. that's, that's the easiest way to really explain it. You just, you want to keep your blood sugar as steady as possible. And, and doing that too, not only is that going to help you burn more fat, but it's going to keep your energy levels steady, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine if your blood sugar is like spiking and crashing all day? You feel like crap. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, my, my dad, he's a, uh, <laughs> a classic like Midwestern, like old school mentality. Uh, uh, he's got diabetes, but diabetes is like this made up disease in his mind, yeah. right? Like, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's got his wife is a nurse. You know, I'm a physical therapist. His daughter's a nurse. Like he gets hit on all, on all corners. And it's like, uh, it's like telling a girl not to date a guy, you know, like uh, she's going to date that guy even harder, you know? <laughs> Uh, it's kind of the, kind of the same thing with my dad and and he, man I could totally tell when his insulin is like just like just skyrocketing oh. and dipping and like he gets yeah. like so pissy when it lets, when his when his blood sugar is like sky high and like just doesn't yep. feel good right so um, no I could definitely like when you're going through and you're and you're describing that and like you're right like your body's uh, you don't want to like you're not trying to stunt or um, inhibit your body's natural response to eating food. You're just trying to give it like the, um, the, the optimization that it needs to be able to make you feel the best. Um, so I, that's awesome. You can totally see that. Like when, if, if anybody follows uh, Megan on social media, we'll de- if you don't, we'll definitely give you um, some routes on how you can here at the end. But um, I mean, you do a, such a great job of cultivating a community where people have fun <laughs> with their nutrition yeah. and they have fun eating and they have fun knowing that like, they're taking the right steps that they can have have their drink on the weekends or they can eat what they want to into a certain level and they don't feel bad about it and they also have the ability to kind of absorb some of those like heavier days if you will um then uh then then versus like being in this like starvation mode all the day and then really putting yourself in a bad psyche when you let yourself cut yourself some slack or try to enjoy a meal with friends because uh, yeah. food is very much a social interaction as well yeah and it's i call it like it's metabolic flexibility it's and you know if you're someone who is always in this state of like i'm you know tracking everything you're eating and you're eating low calorie the second you go second you just go out and have pizza with friends you're bloated you're up five pounds the next day you feel like crap that isn't normal like that you can be able to go absorb those calories and be (laughs) fine and not have this like horrible response afterwards and so that's another thing that just kind of paying attention to your blood sugar and paying attention mm-hmm. to, you know, like I said, increasing your metabolism. It's really, it's, it's how do we increase your metabolism instead of decrease your calories, which yeah. I also think is mentally a lot more satisfying than oh, for sure. taking yeah. calories. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. I know. Um, I went through this nutrition course. Um, I, so, and, and all of my, this is wild to me and like all of my, so I was an exercise physiologist in undergrad um and then that was my what my degree was and then i went off to get my doctorate in pt school so seven years of schooling i had like one nutrition class maybe two but the second one wasn't i don't really count that one one like hardcore nutrition class and um i I remember being blown away at at some of the things that we were learning in particular um i was i was blown away at like one like um the importance of protein i I always kind of knew but then like you can over consume protein as well um, to a degree. Right. Um, and then like, I, and I remember being just like blown away at that fact and then just blown, blown away at like the idea of, um, you need to like, uh, our professor and maybe you have a better input on this than, than what I would, but like 
being able to, if you're going to track calories, like it's better to take an average over a week's time period than it is trying to do like a daily cal- caloric intake count. Sure. Um, because you're going to have these peaks and valleys. It's just like, it's just like anything in the world. You can, you can equate it to the stock market, right? Like, um, <laughs> you're going to have up and downs like throughout the day, but, or throughout the week. But as long as like your overall goal is trending up and to the right, you're going to be in a good spot from a caloric standpoint. But if you can then take that threshold and have, give yourself even more wiggle room by optimizing your metabolism, how awesome is that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, what people don't understand is that, our bodies were meant, our bodies were not meant to be controlled by an app, you know, right. so we were born. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have hormones that actually control our appetite and our weight. We have mm-hmm. our hormones say like, Hey, you've had enough calories for today. Your stomach's not going to grumble anymore. Like you're going to feel right. good. Or it's going to say, you haven't eaten quite enough today. I'm going to make you hungry so that you go eat something. And yeah. we've just gotten so out of touch with that. And, For sure. You know, it, so when you have those days where you eat more, you go out with friends, whatever, the next day or two days later or whatever, you're going to have a day where you're not that hungry. And that's those yeah. days that you're like, yeah, I'm just like not that hungry today. And like I said, we've just gotten so out of touch with that. And we're like, well, why am I not that hungry? You know, my, my calorie app says that I can have 700 more calories today. So I'm going to have that. Well, we maybe you didn't need it because you had right. it two days ago. So. I think that's why it's really important to, I'm not saying, you know, I don't like to poo poo too much on the apps because I know they do help some people for sure who have certain macronutrient goals that maybe, you know, maybe they're really trying to put on muscle. I've used them before. Like when I've been trying to put on muscle and I want to make sure I'm eating enough carbs and I want to make sure I'm eating enough protein, but I also have a really good relationship with food at this point And I understand it. I think when you don't, and you're not quite there yet and you don't understand that your body should be self-regulating your appetite it can be really dangerous and i've just i've just seen it cause so many poor people with poor relationships with food and yeah 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 i think i I mean yeah you're spot on i think that those apps are just and any type of like diet that's out there really i mean it's just like a training modality like um you know maybe crossfit's not the best form of fitness for you or maybe you know going to orange city fitness isn't or maybe you shouldn't be running as much as you are or maybe you should be lifting more like or maybe uh you know there's a million different ways you can train uh maybe you should do more yoga just like there's a million different ways that you can optimize your nutrition and but it all comes down to um, like he's like optimizing the body and how it's going to handle whatever you're putting into into it. So I think no matter which route you want to take or what route works best for you, like I know for me personally, like trying to do some uh, trying to do a um, an app that counts your calories doesn't work well for me. Like um, it, it's it's just it's just too much detail in my day that I just don't respond very well to being that strict with just about anything in my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So like. Um, those just, it's just, it wasn't feasible for me, but like, uh, but then having this idea of like, well, how about you just give me some guidelines? Like what should, what should be like a healthy thing? So like, or healthy diet plan. So, you know, protein, make sure I'm getting enough protein. And then it's all comes with experience, right? Like, um, you know, like what a chicken breast typically would, would, uh, would have from like its macronutrient standpoint, you know, um, what like a cup of broccoli would have, or like just an eyeballing how much broccoli or whatever, you know, um, to make sure that you're getting what you kind of need and what you kind of respond well with, um, but yeah, interesting that you talk about like gaining muscle. Do you have anybody that enters your program where they're like, I need to gain weight. I would like to figure out how I can because I'm struggling with it. It's very rare. I have a couple of men, actually. I do. I will say it's primarily women, although men yeah. do very well on the program. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
because they have so much more muscle mass and so it's so much easier for them to lose weight. But I have had a couple men that have come in who have said, you know, I want to, you know, maybe lose a little fat, but I want to increase muscle. And of course that gets very complicated, but usually yeah. what I will just tell them is, you know, they, that they need to increase their carbs. So my sort of my little rule of thumb for the vast majority of people that go through the program is one starchy carb a day. Now that again, it's not going to be, it's not going to work for everybody, but I would say most of the people going through my program, like they're not hardcore athletes. They're not like, you know, pumping iron every day. They're just <laughs> average woman that yeah. you know, maybe goes to the gym a few times a week and they're not necessarily to look good and feel good. Massive amounts of weight. Yeah. So one starchy carb a day does really well for most people. But of course we would increase that if you're really trying to put on muscle. I think the protein guidelines, eating protein at every meal, that can remain the same, but we would just sandwich the workouts with more carbs. So sure. depending on what that workout looked like, or if it was a male or a female, I might say like 25 grams of carbs, a serving of carbs before and after your workout for sure. And then yeah. on how you feel, maybe even a third additional carb later in the day. Honestly, what I'll say too, so so one man that I'm thinking about in particular that I had do this, he did great. He actually, um, and I had told him like, it's, it's difficult to lose fat and gain muscle. I, you know, I'm not, I can't guarantee you're going to be able to do that. Uh, and he had measurements taken and everything and came back to me after 30 days and said that his uh, body fat percentage had gone down and nice. lean muscle mass had gone up. So, I mean, he was doing something right. I would say, you know, for someone who's like, who has like real body composition goals, mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm the best person to, to gotcha. help with that. I, yeah. you know, I think there's really good physique uh, coaches out there that could probably help you figure it out. But, uh, you know, if it was just a general hand kind of trying to put on some muscle, I, that, that would be my general advice. But again, cool. it's probably not my area. Yeah. Of expertise. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And then, um, I, what, one of the things I thought that you said was really interesting it, and, uh, was that if you like have a big meal one day, you know, like say like on, on a Sunday cookout or whatever, which I just had last night, um, <laughs> like you're not going to, you may not be as hungry the next day or the next two days. And that's okay. That's something that like I had never really put in. I mean, it makes total sense. Right. But like, it's something that I never really put in the concept because I wasn't really all that hungry today. And, uh, and not that I like freaked out, like, oh my God, I got to eat or why am I not hungry? But like, I just noticed like, like I have a very like, like not strict by any means, but like I eat the same thing pretty much every day. Right. <laughs> but then I had this cookout last night and uh, ate a ton of food and I just wasn't hungry. Like I typically was. And, uh, um, you know, instead of having like, um, instead of having like my typical breakfast, I just took like a protein shake with me. And then, um, and like, I was fine for like most of the day today with that. But that's, that's a really interesting concept that I hadn't that's thought about. Leptin. That's your leptin saying like, Hey, you don't really need that many calories today. So I'm not gonna, you know, well, hmm. and ghrelin, which is actually what makes you feel hunger. They work together and, you know, just lets you kind of balance that out. Also a uh, fun fact is that leptin and ghrelin are actually produced or regenerated, I guess maybe is the right word while you're asleep. So huh. sleep, is, I did get good sleep last night. Sleep is vitally <laughs> important to yeah. maintain your appetite or to, uh, to regulate your appetite. And that's okay. why you hear, you know, you hear a lot that sleep, you know, it affects your metabolism, it affects your weight. And I don't think people take it very seriously because they're like, yeah, okay, you're just trying to get me to sleep more, but it's absolutely true. I mean, that's where you produce those those two appetite regulators. And so if you're not producing enough of them, it's yeah. going to 
going to be off. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. You're, 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 you're going right down my alley here. Like, uh, so in our clinic, we look at like four main pillars of, of healthcare is what we look at. We look at your movement quality. We look at your, uh, your nutrition on a very, like, um, on a very surface level, making sure that just like you're doing the things you should be doing. You're not just like eating junk food all day. Um, we, we look at your uh, stress management and your sleep and that sleep is a big one and sleep and stress management kind of go hand in hand. And it's really funny. There, there is a sleep expert on a podcast I was listening to, but like he said something that like resonated so well <laughs> that I've, I've used time and time again, cause it really sticks with people. Like nothing makes you feel better than sleep other than sex. Right. And like, <laughs> it's not hard to convince people to have sex, but it's really hard to convince people to sleep. Um, which is really odd because, and I think it's just a culture of, or I think it's just a result of like our society pressures and our societal pressures of you got to grind, you got to be a grinder, you got to work hard, uh, early bird gets a worm, which, um, you know, I, I have a hard time like disagreeing with if you, if you, um, there's a saying that's like, uh, man, I forget who said this, I'll define it and quote in the show notes, but like, um, there's been plenty of people who have wasted years of their life because they won't waste hours, you know, um, they won't like, <laughs> they won't let themselves just enjoy life a little bit and, and kind of get the appropriate sleep that they need um, or, or kind of have some better stress management techniques or strategies. And, and that really affects if that one pillar or those two pillars kind of start crumbling, the whole house is going to come down. And that's the truth nutrition as well. Like, so it sounds like, I mean, if, if you could be, you could be doing all the right things, but if you're just simply not sleeping, like that could be a huge piece of the puzzle. That's really easy to fix that. You're just not hitting. And you know, what's so funny. I, I just kind of thought about this while I was sitting here, but I recently, very recently, I would say maybe in the last month or two, have been really focused on sleep and stress management much more than I have been previously. And I, disclaimer, I have an eight month old. So like, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> in a place now where she's sleeping through the night. So I couldn't fully help it. But, and just today I was thinking about how I'm, I didn't really have a lot to do today. And for a Monday, that's so weird. I'm, I'm just so busy, but I really, yeah. truly I'm so much more productive. I went and took a long walk in the middle of the day today, which was stupid, by the way. It's 91 degrees. <laughs> it's super but hot outside. Yeah. It's so hot. But <laughs> I really think it's like my time is now expanding because I'm spending a lot more time getting rest and uh, you know managing my stress and doing all these things that somehow are adding hours to my day. So yeah. I really experienced that firsthand the last couple of months and can attest to it's yeah. You're, when you're burning, you know, the candle on both ends, you just, your brain just doesn't work like, right. You know? And you can just right. keep working and working and get to a point where you're like, man, what did I even do today? I worked all day and I just <laughs> didn't feel like I got anything done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. Like, uh, and that's, and that's, uh, you definitely, your mindset, like you're definitely an entrepreneur at, uh, at spirit and at heart. And I think, uh, I, I think a lot of people have a really hard time with, um, just being able to kind of calm down, let themselves relax a little bit. Cause it's go, go, go all the time. I'm sure you've got a thousand ideas swirling around your head all the time. And, uh, as a business owner, like you're probably, you're always in growth mode. <laughs> you're always trying to grow. Cause if you're not, then, you, then you're, then you're dying. Right. Like, um, so yeah, I can, I can totally understand, but you can only hold that pace for so long. Right. Uh, you can, you can only grind for so long before your body will break down in some form. And it's going to, and that's going to result in, in either weight gain, um, injury rate, increased injury rates, um, poor, poor relationships with your significant others. Um, I mean, a lot of other things that can come about. So, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're hitting the, uh, hitting it on all cylinders from like a nutrition standpoint, stress management, sleep. I know you've been crushing in the gym recently as well. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, well, Megan, 
Uh, I do want to be respectful of your time this evening because uh, I know you are a very busy person. So um, I really appreciate our conversation. If there's a, what, what are some good ways if people want to know more about um, the 30 or the, uh, the 30 day me, uh, metabolism makeover, or if they want to learn more about um, who you are, how they can reach out to you, what are some good resources for them? Instagram is probably the best. I have a website too, but, but the best place to reach me is on Instagram. I'm on there all the time. And I'm just, my name, my handle is The Nutrition Addiction. That was the name of my blog. I also have uh, The Metabolism Makeover, but you can find either and then you can find the other easily by just following one of them because I'm constantly reposting stuff from The Metabolism Makeover. Nice. Awesome. Well, Megan, again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This conversation has been super insightful for me and I'm sure it will for our listeners as well. So um, thanks again. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.